Welcome to KXA News Today. We are getting into your Tuesday morning headlines. We've learned new information about a man whose body was found in Lady Bird Lake. According to the medical examiner, 33-year-old Jonathan Honey died by accidental drowning. He'd been drinking at a bar with his friends and left to find food. He had both alcohol and prescribed drugs in his system. Today, Half Helen, an Austin-based nonprofit that brings eye exams and glasses to low-income families, is opening its second mobile clinic. It's at Lone Star Circle of Care's El Buen Samaritano location in South Austin. The clinic will have a bilingual optometrist clinic coordinator to provide help in English and Spanish. It's open from 8.45 this morning until 4 this afternoon. If you're packing lunches this morning, you want to check your cookies to see if they're from Trader Joe's. It's recalled two of its cookie products after discovering they might have rocks in them. The cookies you need to throw out are the Trader Joe's Almond Windmill Cookies with a sell-by date of October 19th to the 21st. And it's dark chocolate chunk and almond cookies with sell-by dates from October 17th to the 21st. Breaking news from overnight, a man with three felony warrants is in custody after a SWAT standoff in East Austin. Good morning, I'm Erica Brennis. And I'm Tom Miller. Officers were at the Douglas Landing Apartments off East Oldtorf Street. This is near I-35, and they were there from 7.30 last night until early this morning. The suspect wouldn't come out, so officers called SWAT. Other people were in the apartment with him, and they got out safely. They took the suspect into custody around midnight. No one was hurt. First morning weather with meteorologist Rich Siegel. And good morning, everyone. Kristen has the morning off. We take a live look out at the domain, the Indeed Tower Cam, showing another clear sky to start, 78 degrees right now. Up in North Austin, temperatures are a little warmer this morning than they were yesterday. We are uh, looking at readings in the upper 70s to a few low 80s. Camp Mabry is at 81 right now. So is Georgetown and also San Saba. And part of the reason the temperatures are so warm versus what we had yesterday is the fact that the dew points are much higher this morning than they were yesterday. We had some 50s in the Hill Country this morning. No 50s. As a matter of fact, mid and upper 60s to low mid and a few upper 70s off to these. So we already are dealing with some heat indices in the mid 80s right now on our way back to about 102 to 106 this afternoon. We're looking for temperatures in the upper half of the 70s to low 80s at 8 o'clock. We'll be in the 90s by noon, triple digits as early as 1 o'clock this afternoon. We're going to tell you about another heat record that was set yesterday and a beautiful sunrise. We'll show you the weather cameras this morning and another change from the Climate Prediction Center that we didn't like all in first warning weather. Back to you. Okay, thank you, Rich. Hayes CISD is going to add 12 more school resource officers before the start of the next school year. The board passing this plan last night at its meeting. District already has 12 SROs at secondary campuses. Border protection is now a legal fight between the Biden administration and Texas Governor Greg Abbott. The Department of Justice officially sued Abbott and the state of Texas. It warned the state that it would if the buoys at the border were not removed. The lawsuit seeks to force Texas to remove the floating border barrier placed in the Rio Grande near Eagle Pass. The governor ordered the thousand foot long chain of buoys into the river this month to discourage people from trying to swim across, but the federal government says it's illegal, accusing Abbott of violating federal law. The White House says Texas's Operation Lone Star is interfering with federal border security efforts. The one person that is sowing chaos is Governor Abbott. That's what he continues to do, political stunts, 
in an inhumane way. Uh, he's actively undermining our border enforcement plan, which, again, has the lowest level of unlawful border crossings in over two years. He's making this more difficult. Governor Abbott turned the blame onto the Biden administration. In this letter, Abbott welcomed the lawsuit and told the president, quote, your finger points in the wrong direction. To add some extra perspective, migration patterns have definitely changed this year. Here's a look at the sector breakdown for the Southwest Border Patrol. From the start of the year up until the end of the Title 42 pandemic health rules, El Paso saw the most migrant encounters. Then in May, the Rio Grande Valley saw the most. But in June, the Del Rio sector in Eagle Pass has seen the most people move their way along the Tucson, Arizona. In our area, firefighters are still trying to figure out what started a fire in an area of southeast Travis County. You could see this thick black smoke coming from that area. This is from all over Austin. You could really see this. It burned near Brant Road near East Slaughter Lane and Bluff Springs Road. Started shortly after 6.30 last night and those firefighters put it out within an hour. So this is what the aftermath looked like. You can see a lot of areas burned up there. It burned a pile of tires and trash. It's unknown what started the fire. AFD says crews, though, were previously called out to the same area two days ago, and they called it an illegal dump. A water battle continues in Blanco. The city is accusing its water provider of prioritizing delivery to other customers, causing the city's water supply to drop and causing a water shortage. The city attorney made those allegations in a letter to the Texas Water Company. The city of Blanco went into stage six water restrictions earlier this month. KXAN reached out to the Texas Water Company for a response, but we're going to let you know when we hear back. There is a good chance that your little one has allergies. Center for Disease Control says nearly 35% of children suffer from some type of allergy. A study out in the Journal of Pediatrics shows that a specific sequence of symptoms that kids may show, and it reveals how some of the most common allergies present and at what ages ranging from four months to three years. The pattern that parents should look out for coming up next on Today. The new Texas city joining a lawsuit against the state head of a law in September. Why it says it wants it stopped. And a look inside Austin's latest plan to spend millions of dollars to get people off the street and where the city wants to house them. Good morning, a live look outside. This is our Whittlesea Landscape Supply Company camera in Round Rock, keeping an eye on I-35 for us. And so far, so good. A new law stopping Texas cities from enforcing ordinances that go further than state code goes into effect in September. San Antonio, though, is joining Houston in a lawsuit to stop it. The San Antonio mayor says the city will not surrender the right to self-govern. Last month, the city of Austin spokesperson said the issue would be decided in the courts, and Austin leaders have yet to file legal action. One impact of that bill, it gets rid of Austin's mandated water breaks for construction workers. That's one of the reasons why congressional Democrats want the federal government to implement some workplace heat standards. Local Congressman Greg Kassar is one of the leaders behind that push. The group sent a letter to the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, calls on OSHA to establish an enforceable federal standard. It would include water and rest breaks, shaded or air-conditioned areas for those breaks, and medical services and training to address anyone showing signs or symptoms of a heat-related illness.
Details in the case of that missing woman who disappeared after she says she saw a child on the side of the road. Why investigators now believe she made it all up. An inside look at the Georgetown duplex that a small plane hit over the weekend as crews wait to remove it. Good morning, happy Tuesday. It is 4.44 on the dot and a quiet start as far as your commute is concerned. I-35 and Round Rock right here looking really good and a quiet start. Just a little toasty out there as far as your weather is concerned. Two people are dead and the search continues for two other missing people as Nova Scotia, Canada deals with heavy flooding. Yeah, it's just been hit so hard there. Crews continuing to use pumping equipment to lower the water level in that primary search area. Much of the area dealing with severe flooding and impassable roads comes after torrential downpours over the weekend. Water ripping apart roughly 50 roads and triggering landslides. Rail lines are damaged, six bridges there are destroyed. We're getting an inside look at the Georgetown duplex that a small plane hit over the weekend. KXAN viewer Brielle Morton sent us these photos from inside the two-story home. You can see the impact of the crash caused this hole in the ceiling, leaving a path of insulation debris. Randy Rogers lives down the street from the crash near the Georgetown Executive Airport. He recalls the scare. That plane is tore up and those people made it out. I'm, I'm glad they did. Right now, the mangled plane is still sticking out of the home. Georgetown officials tell us they are waiting to remove the wreckage because the investigation is ongoing. Three people aboard were hurt when the plane crashed. Nobody was inside the home at the time. And we know those three people on board are now out of the hospital. Incredible. Yeah, and, and essentially walked away from that crash. Um, it is just a remarkable story. Yes, it story. is. It's one of those moments where you realize it was not their time. Right. Right. Exactly. Because it very well could have been. Well, we have more heat. We had another unwanted <laughs> heat record yesterday, and we may have another one today. Oh, Too many heat records, not enough records for rain or anything. Actually, we may set a record for one of the driest Julys. Yeah, for lack we, of rain. Yes, because we've only had 407 inch so far. Mm. All right, let's uh, take a look at downtown Austin right now. This is the Austonian weather cam. Again, another clear sky to start. We're going to have some pretty sunrises for you in about uh, two hours, and so just prepare for that. Again, that record yesterday, 105, uh, tied a record that was first set in 1934, tied in 2011, and tied again last year, seven degrees above normal, and we'll forecast a high of 105 again today. The average temperature still at 90.8. That is the hottest start to a July ever. The uh, former record up until the 24th was 90.7 in July of 2022. All right, noontime temperatures back in the upper half of the 90s. A few may even be at 100 by noon today. And then our maximum temperatures this afternoon, just like yesterday and the day before, about 101 to 105. Maximum heat index yesterday was 106 at Cameron, 105 at LaGrange and San Marcos. Burnett and Lano, which were underheated advisories yesterday for potential heat indices up to 106 only made it to 101 so that was fine with all of us today our maximum heat indices will be back to where they were yesterday too close to the actual air temperature as the dew points drop appreciably in the afternoon down into the 50s in some areas low 60s in the metro and so as a result of all of that the only two counties under a heat advisory for this day Lampasas and San Saba 
A or under the advisory until 8 o'clock tonight. That stationary front that we had near the area over the weekend that was responsible for the rain that we had on Saturday and Sunday, that's gone. There's no focus mechanism for any rain at all. The upper ridge of high pressure out in western New Mexico today and will just wobble through the land of enchantment for a few days. Our long-range model just sees clear skies uh, through the day. A few more clouds tomorrow morning off to the east. And the same thing as we start Wednesday morning and Thursday morning and Friday morning. All right, again, the record for today is 105 set in 2011. That is the high for today. We'll be sunny this morning, and we may see again some of those scattered clouds this afternoon and a south wind at 5 to 10. Seven-day forecast keeps us at 104. A string of them from Wednesday to Sunday, a few morning clouds and afternoon sun. All right, thanks, Rich. An Alabama woman says that she made up a story that she was kidnapped after stopping to check on a toddler walking on the side of the interstate. Authorities say Carly Russell made up the entire story. It began earlier this month when she disappeared after calling 911. She returned home two days later claiming she had been abducted and forced into a vehicle. Russell's attorney provided a statement saying that Russell admitted that there was no baby on the side of the road or a kidnapping and that she acted alone. Authorities say that Russell could face charges. The statement says that her attorney is in discussions with the district attorney's office. For the next year, Austin will house up to 300 homeless people at a massive warehouse near the airport. Some local groups say they're worried about this project with not enough information on the details. So KXAN's Grace Reader dug through the public records to find out what this facility is gonna do. We can't even enforce uh, effectively the no camping ban that the voters authorized two years ago. And we've not been able to effectively uh, enforce it because there's insufficient shelter beds. In an attempt to quickly get people off the streets this summer, the city of Austin will open its marshalling yard, a massive warehouse near the airport, to people who are homeless. They're working with family endeavors to put up roughly 300 beds. Shower trailers, bathroom trailers, uh, we'll make sure that there's a laundry service, and of course there will be some common areas and areas for staff and case management services. Austin City Council approved the more than $9 million contract last week. Councilmember Zocadri was the lone no vote. My worry is that we, we, we rush this rather than take our time uh, and that what we see are unintended consequences are people uh, you know, suffering in this uh, shelter. The shelter will provide things like computers, case management, and services to get people into more permanent housing. Family Endeavors will also provide a shuttle to and from places like the grocery store and bus stops. Still, some worry the one-year contract is a ticking time bomb. What happens after that, you know, year? That's, that's a great question. When we close it, we're going to be back less beds. So we ought to look at those kinds of things. But I don't think that decision needs to be made right now. Grace Reader, KXAN News. We've reached out to Family Endeavors since last week, and it told us it's working to provide details but needs approval from the city. We also asked the city to let us into the marshalling yard, something it did not allow. Austin firefighters and public safety are at risk. That's according to council member Mackenzie Kelly. In a city memo she sent out to the interim city manager, Kelly wrote that there are 20 fire trucks without air conditioning within the Austin Fire Department. She says during the hot summer months, the lack of AC can cause heat exhaustion, dehydration, and reduce cognitive functions. Kelly is asking the city manager to address the issue and provide an update at the next month's public safety meeting. When KXAN looked into this issue last month, the city's assistant director of fleet operations said this is not 
just a city concern. So everybody is, is uh, experiencing AC issues right now nationwide. So those parts are, are more scarce to come across. He also said supply chain issues and staffing shortages are playing into these delayed repairs. The group in charge of managing Austin's drinking water is asking you to conserve water. This is due to these hot conditions and dropping lake levels. The Lower Colorado River Authority fearing it could move to stage two restrictions as early as next month. It recommends watering your yard no more than twice a week and only before 10 in the morning or after 7 in the evening. If you have a swimming pool, cover it when you're not using it. Actors remain on the picket line as the union strike continues. This may have some film students wondering what their future holds. Recent graduates of film schools are trying to navigate getting a foot in the door of the industry at an uncertain time. Bill Marinella is a casting director based in Savannah, Georgia. His advice to those ready to start out in the film industry is not to sit and wait for the strike to end, but be proactive. I would recommend that you use this downtime to make contacts, improve your resume, make your own little movies with your friends. You, I mean, the iPhone has an iMovie on it, and start getting ready for the work that will come once these, this has all been resolved. That's what I would recommend. Marinella said he thinks that the strike will end sometime around the holidays. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning, all. The collective resume of Texas baseball got to be up there with really any program in the country. Most college World Series appearances with well over 30, but they had not had a Golden Spikes Award winner. That is until last season. That guy's spikes, definitely still golden. Ivan Melendez, yeah, he was great with Texas and now great in the pros. In double-A, he is just crushing. Two home runs Sunday for Melendez. Now 24 home runs on the season. His second one you see here on Sunday. Yeah, an estimated 489 feet, just seven games in double-A, six home runs. He is on quite the torrid pace. To football we go. Melendez looks like he could probably play football. Definitely one of the bigger guys. Former Timberwolf from Cedar Park, Josh Cameron, now entering his redshirt sophomore season with the Bears. Talk about under-recruited, no major Division I offers, a walk-on to Baylor earned his scholarship and then broke out last year 28 catches 386 yards this guy now that he's on scholarship he's still embracing the doubt i feel like i i kind of have to and i feel like i always have the underdog mentality um come out of high school um obviously had a good junior season uh junior season senior season um and still was kind of like under recruited so the, that same mentality still like kept with me going to Baylor, coming as a walk-on, and then even now that I'm on scholarship, I'm still, I still feel I'm, I'm the underdog and still feel I need to prove myself. Cameron and the Bears will probably take that underdog mentality into Waco when they host Texas on September 23rd, and the Big 12 opener cannot come soon enough. Getting excited for, for football season. That's it for Morning Sports. We'll send it back to you. For those listening on the KXA News Today podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking this morning in our 5 o'clock hour. A new pilot program in Travis County, how you can tell county leaders what kind of services you want to see in a proposed mental health diversion center. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.